0: Hello and welcome to UI Chat from the Interface, the monthly show talking about everything Ubiquity and networking. I'm host Alex, and once again, I'm joined by Evan McCann, filling in this time for Willie Howe. Welcome.
1: Thanks. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'll just be doing this every other month now. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good to get your intake. It's good to get your uh, insight on the Ubiquity landscape, being a well, your, your uh, bloggers and that sort of thing. So, it's good to get a different perspective on things. So, uh, how have you been doing? How have you been doing since we last spoke? good
1: um yeah I, ju- I just moved if you couldn't tell by the new background here um so yeah I've, I've been busy with that um just uh doing that and and working mostly so busy busy time
0: yeah great yeah definitely there's been a lot of stuff happening since we last me and willie last recorded in early july uh it's been a little while since we recorded an episode um there's been a new cable modem leaked there's some new products again there's a new uxg leaked um and we've got some new new announcements and new products so all good. So the first thing we're going to talk about is this new cable modem, which was leaked by I think it's a, uh, a ISP over in the US uh, called Cox.com, so Cx.com. Um, and this is Ubiquiti's first modem, which is quite interesting. And this was leaked a little while ago, early, very early in July. Uh, it's interesting to see that um, is doing this sort of thing. They usually leave this area of the market to other providers. So what what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I mean, it's interesting how the news got out. I'm used to the FCC documents and and those kind of things being what we see leading up to a product release. Yeah. Um, and now that EA is gone, um, I guess we gotta rely on, on on partners leaking things like this. So it's it's interesting we even learned about this before it's available. Um, and for me, the most interesting part of this device is the the form factor, the fact that it's a one U rack mount device. Um, since Mm. over in the UK, I don't think you guys have cable very much. You guys are lucky to have fiber and, uh, better options, but we, we have a lot of, um, coax cable connections here. Um, I have one at home actually. So yeah, I'm, I'm used to Mm -hmm. modems being these, you know, small, you know, it's almost like a USG size little device where you just plug your cable in, you get ethernet out. Um, the fact that it's the one U box seems kind of wasteful, um, so yeah I'll be interested to see more details when it's released and, and pricing and all that but um if you know if you already have an equipment rack it just makes sense to kind of get one more piece in there and having ubiquity manage it is interesting I guess
0: yeah I guess the fact that it's a one you just keeps it all tidy and when you get those like the um uh, like there's an edge switch model which has got rack ears extensions they just look a bit weird so I'd imagine it's just for that clean look yeah um, so on the front we've got on the front we've got a little screen like we used to with the us uxg uh, and then from that leak from the isp there's like all sorts of information about what things it will show you so it looks like it will hold your hand through the whole process of plugging things in which is good because everyone's going to be buying this sort of modem it's not just it guys that are going to be buying it so um the ethernet port out is a 2.5 gig port so i'm not what sort of well, yeah, what sort of maximum speed can you get from cable usually? Is it about that speed? I'm guessing that's not overkill or...
1: Yeah, I mean, at least in the US, um, gigabit connections are fairly rare, but they're almost always asymmetrical, very heavily towards download. So the plan I was just on with a different provider was, I think it was a 1200 meg down and 35 meg up. So there's a lot of those type of plans where it's a couple hundred meg down and then you get a, a tiny little upload pipe. Um, but yeah, having it be 2.5 um, 2.5 gig is nice uh i am surprised that they didn't put um the rps usp rps whatever that the the power backup yeah. um you know if you think if it's a rack mount piece and it's part of your you know core internet infrastructure you you th- you'd think they would tie
0: it into that so I'm, I'm it's interesting they don't have that on there well i well, i did think about this when i wrote it the uxg has that port out for a modem so i'm guessing you could just power it off that port mm poe power okay no, I'm thinking on the back of the UXG, you've got a port like a smart plug. Yeah, the like an outlet that will restart the modem if the internet drops. So I'm guessing. Oh, okay. So yeah, you would provide backup power to your gateway. The gateway would. Yes. Okay, I see.
1: Yeah, that. Okay, then. that, yeah. that kind of solves the backup uh, powers. Yeah. That
0: way. Interesting. And that will reboot it if there's any problems. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure where the problem lies with with having to reboot a modem. Usually, is it the fact that the modems junk? Or that the isp requires a refreshed connection i'm not really sure what that problem lies
1: yeah it's so. it's it'd probably be between your provider and and your modem if, if your yeah. connections offline usually it's on the provider side but um ho- hopefully they've improved yeah. that i used to use the um the smart plug i believe it was the the mm-hmm. yeah the, just a the little device where it was supposed to detect if your internet was down uh through your gateway um and i had yeah. that be very unreliable so <laughs> hopefully they've improved that since then
0: <laughs> yeah i remember the when the uxd first launched last year um i had i got uxd with one wan and there was a bug with it it just kept if there was like a very small drop it would just reboot i could hear it clicking and rebooting um the port on the back even though it was turned off which is really odd so i haven't heard that for a long time so hopefully it's fine now right um
1: <laughs> they're very eager to reboot.
0: yeah, yeah definitely It'd be quite disruptive <laughs> um for people interested in the show notes there'll be a link to the um it's still actually live the the leaked um page from that isp you can see all the screenshots and then some information on the device so hopefully it's going to launch sometime soon we're not going to we won't know until it does so last year i don't know if you remember this at the same time you've actually when they were reading the website they published a load of uisp equipment coming soon and it's taken up until very recently for it's all sort of coming to fruition and one of those was the USP power um so we've got two devices we've got the usp power um a smaller unit and we've got the usp power pro and for when i used to work at wisp these sort of devices now be like oh these are just exactly what you need um there's <laughs> there's so se- they look so seamless and so um easy to manage sort of managing ups's on the network level is very dodgy um can be quite tricky and very expensive and these seem quite good so
1: yeah, the odd, same experience here. I, I used to work for Wisp and and we had um, just because we didn't have a lot of, you know, staff that had experience with working with, uh, you know, solar power, batteries, DC wiring, all those things were kind of out of my uh, experience. So something like this, you know, being able to just buy something, drop it in, provide redundant power. Um, it's a little shame that it's proprietary with the, the transport connector. That's probably the only thing I could complain about. But I, I think... Uh, it almost kind of reminds me of like Apple's MagSafe on their MacBooks. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's proprietary. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive than if you did it yourself, but it solves a problem, and I think a lot of people will benefit from from you know the UISP power and Power Pro.
0: Yeah, I think I think in keeping the the transport power easy to plug in is because Ubiquiti is designed they designed a lot of things to make it very low friction to get set up. Um, they want people. They want, especially in the US, where there's tons of WISP, They want people just to set stuff up and get get going. And as stupid as it sounds, just the notion of working out what type of what type of core power to use and how far to run it and how to pin it out. And yeah, people, there's people who might not, might know how to do that, but there's also people who don't know how to do that. And the fact where you can just plug in the the transport connectors with the extension the little port, ports, it's all weatherproof and it just all works. So you can get things connected out quite quickly. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, obviously it all connects out to USP. this smaller unit is meant for what we call micro pops so smaller little relay stations with one or two three um antennas it's actually got a built-in lithium-ion battery so there's a 115 watt hour battery built-in um it can take two um two power supplies 250 watt power supplies to the slots in the bottom i'm guessing that's for redundant sort of power supplies and there's also this uh, 24 volt um battery connector for a lead acid battery so you could have a bank of four or five batteries or something uh, in a cabinet um and have batteries run the whole site and then there's a just all you need is one cable going up to the um usb switch in a usb box and you've got your little micro pop set up but this um this usb power pro looks pretty interesting obviously it's for larger sites there's three uh, transport outs and there's also a um also redundant PSUs, but there's also that, uh, SIM card as an LTE modem for, um, getting SMS alerts to your, your knock essentially. So pretty good.
1: Yeah. That's, um, the pro is definitely interesting. And, and yeah, that, um, that cellular connection there, that's, um, that's another problem that was difficult to solve for us, you know, having, oh, yeah. you know, if, if your tower goes down and you don't have any connection to it, how do you a know that? Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, I think it's, yeah, it seems like it's just a, an alert saying, hey, you lost power here, so that's better than nothing. But, um, yeah, then, then you'll probably have to drive out there anyway. But, yeah, all, all of those things yeah. um, could definitely, you know, solve a bunch of problems for WISP, for sure.
0: Um, so the, the USB Power Pro doesn't have a battery built in, but it's got a connector for 24 volt batteries, so you could run a load in parallel. Um, yeah, that, and then the, the uh, LTE modem, the antenna, it could be mounted on the pole outside with extension cables. It comes with or you can just put it on the front so i'd imagine if you had a metal cabinet it wouldn't work quite well but they seem to be flushing out the usp power stuff and the usp router and the switch obviously it's as you've documented on your website it's not as nowhere near as fully flushed out as EdgeMax yet
1: yeah um well yeah and there there was making things easy yeah there there was and I, I think there still is um something similar to this de- uh um for, for edge devices um edge power supply i think is what yes. they recently renamed it to, I think it used to have a different name, uh, but it's the EP 24 volt and there's a couple different, um, voltage and and wattage options, but yeah, I, I would love, yeah, uh, um, they, you know, don't have quite all the features of the, especially the power pro when you talk about the LTE backup and the, Mm -hmm. the transport connector, obviously they don't have, um, to me, yeah. The other part of this that I would be most interested in is, um, something to replace the edge point those outdoor switches and and routers because that's they do have the what is it the uisp box the like outdoor weatherproof enclosure you can put the you know indoor equipment into so i think that's maybe their Mm -hmm. solution for now but i would love to see something meant for outdoor maybe a few more ports Mm. a bit more power um
0: but yeah uisp
1: hardware is chugging along for sure
0: yeah pretty good that makes me makes me miss the wisp industry a little bit but not too much
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you say that now but you know, once once you're doing it every day, uh, you might not feel the same. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good to seal the equipment though. Um, yeah, the very next thing, this was announced oh, exactly a month ago. Well, sorry, revealed a, a month ago. So, um, some people have been digging through the files of the Unified Controller um, and as we know, in Unified Controller, you got little tiny images of all the device you got plugged in and they've obviously found some pictures of some new devices. So, we've got something called the UX, the UX, which is going to be called the Unify Express, which makes me think it's going to be kind of like Amplify, sort of a plug-in, yeah, it's working sort of job. Um, I guess maybe to move Amplify out of the fray, I'm not really sure why. Um, But it's it's going to be for less technical folks to get Unify up and running. Um, And then the UXG, so so the the UXG Pro was announced back in 2020. We got it actually in 2022. (laughs) And then... Everyone's been clamoring for a smaller device, cheaper device. Um, and this looks like it's going to be it. It looks like a um, I I can't think of the word for it now, a Amp- Apple thing. I can't remember the name of it. Airport Express or Airport? That's the one. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks exactly, it looks exactly like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, their their love affair with Apple's design continues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I- have you been, have you used the, uh, sorry, have you used the UXG device as much? Yeah, I've, I've, um definitely help people out with the uxg
1: pro um, it's nice that they have that option still if you want to host your own controller or you know et cetera. Et cetera. if you just want to have mm-hmm. just just a gateway that does nothing else for you um but yeah the fact that it it took so long from when they announced it to when it was released and the fact that it's uh you know their their naming scheme is you know you have noun and then you have noun pro so the fact that it was uxg pro <laughs> it's like where's the uxg so I feel like we've been waiting for this for uh, what, three years now, if it was 2020, they announced that. So it's, yeah. it's been a long time <laughs> coming long time. and it's, it's nice uh, to finally get some details and and hopefully we'll get more soon. Um, I think the UX is almost more interesting though. Cause I mean, we don't really know what yeah. the UX, the UXG is. I mean, it looks like Apple's uh, airport device there and we assume it's just going to yeah. be kind of like a, you know, just a gateway, just more of a straight up USG replacement. So it's only going to be your firewall gateway um but i i think it i did you know if um it was confirmed or or at least from what's leaked if if it has wi- wi-fi built in or was that just bluetooth i i, I think i dug so through the ux, the ux
0: yeah the ux has wi-fi built in. they found some references to um 2.4 and 5 gigahertz hmm. and then the uxg i don't believe has any wireless capabilities apart from bluetooth
1: okay so yeah the the uxg uh, is just a straight up gateway um so yeah, bring your own access point, bring your own switch. Uh, there'll maybe be a few ports in the back or whatever, but um, yeah, the the UX is almost just more interesting because it seems like Amplify has always been this weird little stepchild of of Ubiquity, where that's mm. that's their separate brand for if you want like a home easy to use mesh system. So I, I'm I'm yeah. assuming from what what we know so far, you know, the Unify Express is like the new products, and it, does that mean Amplify is going away? Is this totally separate? Is this mm. still? Like, if you have a UDM, can that tie into it? Is it just, a, like, I'm I'm really curious about that because it seems like a, a brand new thing and we kind of know what the UXG non-pro is is going to be.
0: Yeah, I referenced in the article, I said, I said the Unified brand is so strong at this stage, it makes sense for people, that's all people have heard of. Some people don't even call it Ubiquiti anymore, they just call it Unified because yeah. the brand is so strong with it. Um, so maybe they've decided, like, oh, the Amplify brand isn't really working. This is just speculation, but maybe the Unify brand will be better suited to it, and also the the functionality of the Unify controller. You might have something like the uh, something like the UDR, where it's self contained. I'm not really sure though. So
1: yeah, yeah, Let's and, and yeah, I, I think you're right on with the branding because um, yeah, I, I think people think about Unify more than they think about Ubiquity. That's just like the the company behind Unify. Because um, yeah, U- <laughs> UISP is. Um, you know it's been a long time since uisp was like or or those kind of products Air Mac, uh airmax asmax that used to be what ubiquity yeah. was then unify came out i think roughly 10 years ago and over time it's it, i yeah. think it's now it's like 90% of their business just revenue wise so now it's like not yeah. only it's the bulk of their products the bulk of their development it's also what people know them for so it's like might as well leverage that branding and um you know, kind of build, build a line within Unify to kind of take over what Amplify used to be, which is just like the, the plug it in, you know, Eero style mesh network.
0: Yeah, definitely. And while we're on the, while are on the subject of things being 10 years, the, I think the USG is 10 years old at this point now, I think it's getting very close to it. Um, yeah. And we finally,
1: finally yeah. have a replacement. Maybe it's coming soon. Possibly maybe
0: <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, we're also gonna look at Unify Network seven five one seven two. This was announced four days ago, so that was probably last week. That was Friday, last week. Um and this, this update looks massive. I have been using it um well I've been using a combination of this of the beta version for a little while, but this is a when it's come sort of become become one. Um yeah, this, this update looks massive. I don't know if you've had time to don't know if you've even had time to look at it yet, but
1: yeah i've I used it a bunch um I forget the exact version number, but it was like the last or second to last beta um mm. that was what I was using when I was updating my uh, unified network uh, uh settings explained post so yeah I spent a lot of time with seven okay. five and it was um yeah definitely definitely a big up up upgrade and definitely worthy of the you know moving from seven four to seven five it's it's that big of a release mm. um all the few things that they added since that last beta version like the uh, i think it was the animated. Um what was it? What do they call it? The animated topology. It's a topology view. Yeah. Mm. Like that and a few other things that kind of uh, were added in the past few weeks, I didn't really play around with too much. But yeah, I, I really like 7.5 in in my experience.
0: That's awesome. So we got a new animated topology. Um sort of if you if you notice your internet's slow, you can sort of very quickly dial into the unify and in, into unify and figure out what device is downloading all the what we using all the bandwidth. Um so if you think of it like just a pipe, <laughs> as a pipe's going to each device, and then they get thicker, and you can see all oh, that device is using, using the bandwidth. There's a little GIF which will put on screen. Um, there's also a latency test option. I'm not sure that's going to work, in my experience, some consumer devices don't respond well to ICMP. Um, so this might give you a good result, I'm not really sure. Uh, basically, you can use the UXG or the UEDM to ping a phone and see how well it's responding to, to ICMP, which it might be a, a good test. I'm not really sure. I think it's more of a little gimmick possibly. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 I'm I mean, pretty really sure about Yeah.
1: I mean, if you, if you just look at the list of improvements and bug fixes, it's kind of overwhelming. It's hard to pick out the, the big things. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 love anything related to better logging, monitoring Um. anything, you know, that, yeah, there's, there's definitely going to be edge cases with all those things or, or, things that um, you know devices that won't behave well Um, so hopefully they keep plugging on that Um, but yeah just uh, better logs you know addressing long-standing complaints that people have had with Unify is like I you know I have an issue there's an alert I can't tell what that means Um, so I'm I'm glad they're they're continuing to develop in that area
0: yeah Um, this I noticed some messaging somewhere about DNS settings so um, I think something along the lines of if a dns server is unavailable it will use default ones is that dns shield or that, that's probably something it else might, it might there might be something else i remember ui glenn putting in the community somewhere about it that if your if your own custom set dns servers are not responding for any reason it will fail over and use whatever you've decided they should use i'm not sure how that works I might have to come back about that in the next episode but
1: yeah that's it'd be something yeah. that I'd, I'd be curious about the details there because I, what I would, um, the first thing I would think of is, uh, people that run like pie holes or anything for like ad blocking mm-hmm. on the DNS level. If, if you're not getting a DNS response on purpose, because you don't want that ad yeah. to load and then unifies like, Hey, let me help you out and load this ad for you. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that they were aware of that and tested that. And that's, you know, they designed it with knowing that people do that. Um, and I'm not sure exactly. I don't think they really explain what DNS shield is. Is that. Probably it's probably either related or or some sort of privacy
0: enhancing uh, thing there, but it might be similar to what um, OpenDNS do um, with like a family shield, possibly. Yeah, Maybe, you, know, you can, yeah, it yeah, might be something to do that. Yeah, um, and it,
1: it could tie into like their their filtering and traffic rules and and all of those kind of yeah security and uh, blocking policies.
0: Yeah, usually they put a little description, but there's nothing saying about it yeah so, well the note yeah. the
1: note says it's um you need unify os 3.2 so i bet they'll kind of go into that more i i, I don't know if i think those are all still ea i don't think seven yeah. or 3.2 is out for any of the devices yet
0: i don't think it is no yeah no more to come um, there's, yeah there's, yeah <laughs> if, if anyone's interested in all the little release notes there's a, there's a um, link in the description and the show notes to the community post uh tons and tons of changes um they've done a massive like a massively good job um, there's all, well, you know it's big when there's sections for it. <laughs> so yeah. If you if you have <laughs> to keep scrolling, to everything. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that updates at the moment. It's in release candidate. Should be out, I'd imagine, probably Friday, or the Friday after. It's usually a week. It's usually a week or two between them. So we shall see. Yeah. Um, the next bit of news it was that you 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 sent this today. Um, so today is Tuesday, 29th of August, um, and there's two release two releases today uh, we've got a new website a new mini site within the Unify website and there's also a new uid announcement do you want to talk about the uid announcement because i haven't actually had a chance to look at this properly
1: <laughs> yeah no worries i i just noticed it today when i was uh digging up stuff for the the show notes and it was yeah it was something they yeah. just posted today there's not really many details they just say um they're kind of rethinking what uid or, or I, I guess that the proper term is unify identity um, I still think of it as UID because <laughs> that was what they always used to call it. Um, but Unify Identity, <laughs> they're they're launching a lightweight, unlimited user subscription free option. Um, so they mm. they already have a free tier, but I, I think the the news here is that it won't have a user cap on that free plan. Right. So it's probably going to have like a feature cap. And uh, you know, is my guess there. So they're, they're probably just going to have a, mm. a a slimmer version of UID that you know you could have for hundreds or thousands of employees, but it only do X, Y, Z. Um, and it's definitely going to be tying into, I would assume, you know, their magic site to site VPN or, or their, um, remote access VPN, possibly even to unify access. Um, those are the details that they'll probably release later. They're just saying, Hey, just heads up, you know, we're going to be making an announcement soon about that.
0: Yeah. Cause it specifically says some, uh, some of your favorite features. So, um, Right. Including not... phone-based door access. Yes. Yeah. Uh, some, not all. I'd imagine probably they'll get, it will have some sort of directory. Because at the moment they have got two plans. They've got five user plan, which is free. And then they've got a thousand users uh, for four and a half and a half dollars per user per month. Um, and then there's certain things between them, like the amount of logging it can do, the amount of video storage it does. So access stores video within UID. Um, there's like the UID app. I'd imagine they'll get rid of certain things that aren't necessary, but the phone integration seems quite a very important part of it. Yeah. so We'll have to wait and see. It's quite good that they're at least responding. So responding to people's criticism, because I noticed that I think Cody made a video the other day about about that, that they got rid of the free panel just mysteriously, mysteriously changed overnight um, and got rid of some features of the amount of users you can add. So it's that's good. Yeah,
1: and I I've not um I signed up for a UID plan when they were offering like free early access signups, and I just kind of played around with it a little bit. I haven't really
0: done anything with it, have you? Yeah, so when I used to work at the WISP, um, right before I left, about six months before I left, we did the Wi-Fi integration. Um, it was all free because it, I guess it was in beta. I'm not sure, but it worked pretty well. We had the we used uh, Office 365 for our like internal company management thing um and that had an api connected to uid and then people can use the little app on their computer and then sign in with their microsoft account um and that worked pretty well actually um it didn't work on people's phones which wasn't exactly necessary but uh we never got around to testing the vpn feature but um the as far as I, as far as i remember the, the Wi-Fi fun- the wifi functionality worked really well yeah uh, there was an app on macos there's, there's an app on windows and then there one or two people who had linux so they could use that as well so
1: yeah i mean it sounds like uh, at least uid wi-fi would be replacing like an 802.1x you know put in your username yeah. and password kind of network so
0: could be interesting so the, the argument we made for it was the fact that if someone leaves you didn't have to go on through 15 different systems and re- delete everyone you could just delete delete the microsoft account and everything tied to that which is pretty much everything you could just get wiped off so yeah quite good for that yeah
1: and you don't have to worry about changing a password when they leave. Um, Cause yeah, that's where I work now. That's what we do is we just, we nuke their active directory account and they can't get on the network yeah. anymore. So. Uh,
0: the next thing you sent me today as well was uh, I think you must've noticed it from the website. Cause I, it's in a, it's in a dropdown um, under like support. Um, it's this large projects assistance. So unified scale. It looks like consulting
1: to me. Yeah, that I I didn't see an announcement about it. I just was, yeah, poking poking around the website. So I I don't know if someone published this page accidentally, or this is just something that they're playing around with. I mean, really, there's not much, there's not, you know, many details there. It just says, uh, considering Unify at scale, request a meeting with large scale Unify solution architects. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, Mm. consulting. It's like, hey, we have a big project. Can you help us pick the right equipment, design? Uh, configure, deploy, what I, it doesn't really say what they do. Uh, they just have a form saying, yeah. you know, describe your project and we'll get back to you. So maybe, maybe we'll have mm-hmm. more details about this or maybe it's just something they're playing around with. Um, but yeah, definitely interesting for sure.
0: Yeah. I remember on the forums that people have asked us all, this all the time, thinking that I'm spending X thousand, X million pounds with Unify or or whatever. Can I speak to anyone to help us do it? And people just say, no. <laughs> um But I guess they've probably realized that there are people that out there going to spending millions, millions of dollars and pounds on equipment for different situations, maybe lots of different offices and things. And they probably want to tailor to that need. Otherwise they might lose them to a Cisco or something. Um, So if they can deal with the cost of running consultants, it's probably worth it really. Um,
1: Yeah. That's like the, the blessing and and curse of Unify is, you know uh, you're kind of on your own for support and, uh, you know, no licensing and all that. So yeah, you kind of get what you pay for there, but, and yeah, it's, it's curious that they didn't do this before. Um, when I was looking at the, I was just kind of searching around for this, seeing if there was any other references or announcement about it. Um, back in the UBNT.com days, they had the same domain. They had experts.ubnt.com. And all that yep. was, was just a list of consultants. And this was like 2018, 2019, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, that page appeared they asked people if they wanna be listed and then it just kind of disappeared. And um, that's like, it seems like something they were just playing around with and, and weren't taking too seriously. So I'll be curious if this is yeah. a, an experiment or a, a, a kind of new direction.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, to see what, so what they do. So just for reference, they've, they ask you if you're for residential business, other, I just don't know what other would be, but uh, it says do you install networking cameras, do access VoIP. Um, have you installed anything before? Have you installed Unified before? Like what brands do you use? How many devices do you want? And then ongoing projects or large projects. So I guess they'll probably evaluate and they might call you back. So Yeah,
1: I mean it, it almost seems like it's like a, a survey in disguise. Um yeah, no details about mm. pricing or, or what they're offering. It's just like, hey, tell us what you're trying to do. Um so yeah. yeah, I'm I'm almost tempted to fill out the um the survey there and, and see what see what happens when that uh you put that form in
0: so we've got some uisp news to the, so usp fiber news actually um i've got some more uh LLTs they're called so these are these are designed to give what well, feed fiber to residential areas or business areas so um typical isps that do fiber they use OLTs um to get everyone rooted and these these new ones are sort of a continuation from the original orts which were a maximum of one gig and these are what's called these are these integrate what's called xgs pon um, which is up to 10 gigabit per second i think uh, that's pretty good
1: yeah I uh i think you have more experience with the the passive optical network pon kind of uh devices yeah um but yeah i mean it's it seems like it's just a pretty straightforward hey it used to be one gig now you have a, a two and a half and a 10 gig option um and then I, I think there's a you know increased limits for how many clients you can have and all that but um, seems like a pretty straightforward upgrade, kind of a add, add pro, add speed, and charge more kind of device.
0: Yeah, so the original OLT was called U Fiber, and they had an OLT eight port and a four port, and the, the eight port was two thousand pounds, well, about two thousand euro probably. Uh, sorry, two thousand dollars probably, uh, and this new one's three and a half thousand dollars roughly for 2,000 subscribers versus 1,024 subscribers. As you mentioned, you can um, have practically double, well, 10 times the speed um, on that. But yeah, the, it's an interesting market because there's not many people doing it. There's Nokia, which which make ORTs. There's a company called Dasan, um, which make ORTs. And there's also a couple of others, but it's not, and also uh, Huawei as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very small niche market. Um, and from what I remember, the prices of these ORTs is very competitive um obviously there's no licensing which other companies love to charge licenses um it's all managed through uisp there's notifications alerts and the the um cpe devices the things that go into customers houses are again really quite feature-rich you've got um there's a 10 gig a 10 gig option as well and then there's also built-in wi-fi form as well um and one thing i really like they make is, is transceivers so if you deliver fiber to someone's house and they don't and they have they already have a router that has SFP on it. You can essentially just give them an SFP module and say, here you go. And that little device has all the capability to be managed by USP back in the NOC. So it's it's lovely that they do that because there are customers that don't really want to box. They just want to fiber straight into their router. So
1: yeah, I d I didn't realize that the uh transceiver tied into UISP like that. That's cool. And yeah, it's um yeah. I don't really know too much about these devices. I know about the the previous UFiber um, especially the CPE. Um, I know a lot, of, a lot of WISP once they kind of, uh, run out of line of sight or, uh, kind of need to uh, extend their network to a wired network and kind of build capacity that mm-hmm. way. Uh, this is a great way to do it. And I, I think a lot of people don't know about these products or, or know, you know, it, it's kind of, yeah, it is definitely like a niche. Um, but it has its place and it's, yeah. it's good. They're continuing to build out and off, offer bigger, oh, yeah. bigger numbers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I find that. So when I first started looking at Ubiquiti back in 2015, it was very much an ISP company first and Wi-Fi was very much a new thing for them. And as Ubiquiti's pushed itself into the mainstream and got more popular, um, their original product lines like Air Max and this fiber, fiber optic stuff has just been pushed to the side a little bit, but as you said, it's good that they're still doing it because it's, it's where they come, it's where they come from, um, especially with their fiber, it's that's sort of their original stuff. Um but yeah, it's good that they're not forgetting yeah. what they've done previously and, and hey there's a, there's a market for it.
1: EdgeMax is still alive, man. They have what, uh Hotfix seven just came out recently, so they're <laughs> we're never we're never gonna get two dot one. It's just gonna be two dot o dot nine hotfix eighteen. Um and it'll, you know, still be gone.
0: I think the problem with EdgeMax is that everyone who knew how it operated left. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well I and think there's... that happened a while ago. Um I've only yeah. heard kind of vague rumblings of like what happened behind the scene, but yeah, I, I think those engineers left, you know, a long time ago and they're just kind of trying to keep oh, yeah. the lights on at, at this point.
0: Yeah. 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 Without knowing too much. I I reckon what's happened is that the edge, the edge OS code base is, it's so complicated um, that there's people there that, that know how to change enough, but necessarily not enough to sort of rebuild it. Right. Um, and I imagine the code base on it is quite, out of and complex for this stage. Right. And not very efficient, so.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's yeah. running on two architectures. I think it's uh, Cavium and then um, MIPS. I, I might be misspeaking mm-hmm. here, but yeah, it's a, a weird architecture. It's a like a weird fork of, I think it's Viata or ViOS. So it's- uh, I think so. <laughs> it's probably, yeah, like, you know, the, the developers look at that code and they go, oh, I don't want to touch it. So can't blame them. But yeah. I wish, you know, that's why, I, you know, the UISP devices would, uh you know, be developed and released a little bit quicker. But
0: yeah, hopefully that hopefully at some stage that flushes out. So should be good. Yeah. Um, I forgot about it. I forgot this happened. I just got so used to it already. The the new forum design. Um, yeah. This I can't remember when this happened. It must have been a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it, it was this summer. I don't know if it was July or August, uh, a couple weeks ago, because yeah. I think it was something that they were testing for a while, because I, I think I saw it. And then the next day, it wasn't. It was back to the old design. Oh, right. I, I saw it kind of flip back and forth. Huh. But it seems like full time now huh. they've they've redesigned the community. And largely, I mean, it seems better. There is still like some weirdness to Like for me, when I when I'm trying to find a specific release, it's not always clear. Like, I wish there was an easy way to just see a list of every single Unified Network application release. So it's like, sometimes mm. you want to go to community and hit the timeline. Sometimes that's better. Sometimes ui.com slash download and, and hit the past releases. Um, but in general, like, I I, yeah. I I like the the new design definitely better than what was there before. Um, and hopefully they, they keep tweaking.
0: Yeah. I just noticed that it doesn't seem quite categorized correctly. Because if you go to general it's got releases then general network There's stuff in there for unified connect, which shouldn't be there. Um, so some things aren't categorized correctly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I like when you, when you click on one of the tabs, like you have the main timeline releases along the top, when you click on one of those tabs, it'll come up with a blank screen until you select the category. So there's like, you know, little things. Um, but then once you're kind of in there and using it, it's mostly the same and you can kind of navigate around, but yeah, it's, this was probably part of their website redesign and this was kind of like the phase two part of it. Um, so maybe it'll, yeah, it
0: seems quicker as well. So,
1: oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. It seems a lot quicker. Um, and they put some useful links into their YouTube videos and text textbacks. That new textbacks uh, page is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've... Um,
1: I've always had, I've run into a few, uh, especially like older, because I, I like to plunder through data sheets for uh, comparison charts and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I've run into a few where it's like, um, they even say uh, tech specs for older generation products coming soon. So I, <laughs> I've run into the older generation products not being there. Uh, but especially for anything current, it's miles uh,
0: miles away better than what they had before. Um, oh, yeah. It's nice. Well, yeah, when they changed it from whatever the, the store was to what it is now, they removed – so getting pictures of devices were quite hard. They're either in such low res or they're not PNGs. You have to convert them yourself. In here, there's there's a PNG transparent image for every single thing. And for making thumbnails and images for blog posts, that's so useful.
1: I, <laughs> I was going to, go to say, we're the only two people who care about that, but we do care.
0: <laughs> and yeah. yeah,
1: it those images are, are very nice because, yeah, it's tough on the store page. Mm. Um, and yeah it's it's just in general just kind of having a central place to go view these things uh, you know I uh I personally wish it was easier to you know compare product A versus product B um which is kind of why I spend all those time making spreadsheets and all that but in general like just t- just having this as a resource and being able to just go there and 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 you know oh I d- I don't remember this specific thing about this specific product you just go there find it um very nice and yeah in general I, I like a lot of the changes they made with the website it's uh it seems like they're yeah, they're do, they're putting a lot of work into it
0: oh yeah must must be a lot of man hours because getting all these images made animations made and oh, all the videos and stuff may take makes take someone ages but yeah. at least someone's doing it
1: <laughs> i still miss the old uh installation guides that's like one thing that they their installation guides now are uh, just the most simple like okay you take a screwdriver and but it doesn't really like mm. tell you anything besides that um but yeah, maybe, maybe maybe that's phase three. They'll they'll fix that.
0: Yeah. Well, let will look at these ads next. I like these. I don't recognize the guy from the videos, but someone I've seen online recognized the actor from these new ads they're doing. They've had quite a lot of views already, like a million views on this one you linked. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah, it definitely cool.
0: for me they have
1: a, a very strong like um, Apple's ad campaign. 15 years ago Mm. it was like mid-2000s back when like windows vista was big uh they had those mac first pc ads it it definitely kind of rings like that where it's um you know just this guy being ubiquity and then the the two kind of business dudes uh the famous actors that i'm blanking on their names too um but yeah it's it's kind of funny to see like a little bit of humor and then like uh Mm. they're kind of like um making fun of other companies that have license fees and all that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely like a new direction for their advertising. And, um, seems like almost everyone is, uh, a, a fan of, of it. So.
0: Yeah, it's great. They've got three episodes out so far. One touches on this new site magic VPN, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, a good one, again, taking a leaf from Apple's book is talking about privacy, um, with Unified Protect because it's all on-prem and then they're talking about, um, Thats I think they make in that video they make fun of people charging license fees for hardware, yeah and saying well, you can just have the hardware' it's whatever so a
1: a very not subtle <laughs> dig at uh like probably Cisco Meraki, if not you know some other yeah. vendors that you know there's a bunch out there that that are in the the same kind of budget and um space that do charge license fees, so yeah, I mean, good for them for getting some attention and and making those kind of advantages clear because you know we we both know these things, but a lot of people don't.
0: Oh yeah. And you might, they might look at it and think, oh, that's, I can get, they might think, oh, what are the cameras cost a bit more than consumer yeah. stuff? Oh, it's because it's all on-prem It's because there's no cloud for it. So. Right. Yeah. it's good. Last thing we're going to get to is this new site manage site magic VPN feature, which is, it's got some downsides to it, um, but we'll talk about what it does first. Um, this is sort of this reminded me of the um what do they call it from the USG days? Like site to site VPN, like auto site to site VPN. I don't yeah, know what it's
1: called. Yeah, so they they've had so many different options for VPNs over the years. Um like the newer ones are what, <laughs> um I'm um, uh WireGuard Wire. Official yeah. Official WireGuard support was new. Um and teleport. Teleport they've yep. that used to be, I think, an amplify feature, then they kinda added it to Unify. So I think mm. teleport's been a few things, right. but it's it's their kinda like very simple remote access VPN. And then yeah, be underneath that. And even older was, uh, IP and, um, uh, open which they've, I think, I think L2TP added few- as well. Yeah. And L2TP that's the old remote access. So they, they've had so many and it's nice that they're, they're kind of continuing to add, add another one,
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: but you, yeah, you mentioned Fishing downsides. Have you, theory. have you used this or, or what's, what's the downsides that so- you've heard of?
0: At the moment, it only works on Unify OS consoles. It doesn't work on self-hosted. Mm. Um, there isn't. Doesn't look like there's any plans for them to do it. So they said um, it needs a Unify Gateway console, which is a UXG Pro or any UDM SE or UDM Pro, and then it requires. They call the Unify Cloud server they make a Unify OS console still. It's, it goes under that, like um, the cloud console goes under that brand. Of, of a Unify OS console, so they're saying you need either a Cloud Key, a Cloud Key Enterprise, or Cloud Console running Unify Network 7.4. So at the moment, it doesn't work with any self-hosted or anything like that. So
1: yeah, and this is this is kind of the other shoe dropping when when they announced the Cloud Console. They, I mean, it, it was curious to me that there wasn't really any quote unquote unique features. Like it was just a server in the cloud, and there's nothing, no features that came along with that. So I, I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think this is the first time that they've said, um, you know, self-hosted is kind of uh, left in the cold. Um, yeah, and it does make it sense. Is. It does make sense that you need a console or, or something because you know to have a site-to-site VPN, um, you need kind of traditionally you would need two public IPs, two firewalls, and then make the connection between them. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure that maybe they just don't want to put in the, the development time to support like a UXG on a, a self-hosted server, but. Um, you yeah. know th- that's why th- all those other options are there I mean the, they didn't take away wireguard and, and no. teleport and all that
0: but to get the magic you need to to buy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I think I think this must use something like wireguard on the on the on the uh, base level because it says as long as one gateway has a public IP even gateways behind nat or on 5g 4g service can participate so I think it I think I think that's how wireguard runs I think you can make it link between public IPs and carry-grade NAT out situations. So must use something like that underneath.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you, you can do kind of the same thing with, um, I, I forget the exact specifics, but um, OpenVPN and IPsec um, kind of work similar. And yeah, as long as you have one with a public IP and then uh, the far end can reach out to that known address. Um, and even, even if it's not a static address, like a lot of times you could just make a host name, like a, a dynamic DNS host name, And use that Mm. to point to. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's nice that they're making this easy to use. And it's just site to site, correct? Like, this isn't remote access?
0: No, it's just site to site. But there's a screenshot at the bottom of this release post that you can specify easily without logging in. All the subnets you want to share. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, in this this screenshot, which I'll put on screen, there's there's three different sites linked together. And then you can say, share this one, this subnet from each site, um, which yeah it must should make things a lot easier, so as soon as you click new site magic group, it detects which devices you've got on your account that can do it uh, and then it, you just link them together, which is cool so
1: yeah, and that because i I've been through the pain of of uh, manually configuring those kind of setups, and um this seems like you know I, I haven't tried it out, but i it's nice that this option's available if people just want kind of a, a point and click kind of setup. And it seems like kind of a natural extension of what they've been doing with like firewall rules becoming, Uh what is it? Traffic rules where it's just like, I don't know, more in the GUI, more in plain text. You don't have to go like configure manually nitty gritty details. Like it seems like they're, they're spending a lot of engineering effort uh, in those kind of like automatic or they, they brand it as magic. Um, But yeah, (laughs) those kind of things that that kind of take away the complexity and, and all you need to do is say, this is my desired result. I, I want these three networks to be able to, you know, join together on on the site to site VPN. You just click the checkbox and you're done. Uh, of course, the the details matter there a lot, and how reliable and you know asterisks asterisks apply like always. But definitely um, good good for them to keep pushing in that area.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, that's all the Ubuntu news we've got this month. Um, there's some stuff you've been working on so you've been working on something for your own site um do you want to talk, talk about a little bit
1: yeah um so uh, uh two years ago maybe i, I did um wi-fi settings explained post it started on reddit um just because i personally was frustrated like i don't understand what this setting does so i i kind of researched those things and and kind of build it out and just said hey xyz this is what it stands for this is what it does um and yeah, I've updated that. I did one big update last year and I just did another big update for 7.5. So that was the, you know, the biggest, most recent post I've had. Um, still plugging away on on comparison charts and a few things, but, you know, <laughs> I've been busy with moving. So hopefully, you know, now and, and leading into the fall, I'll, I'll have more time for for new stuff.
0: Yeah. I must say, whenever I Google something, I'm not too sure about Unify. Your website comes up all the time. <laughs> that ha- that so. happens to me.
1: It's really frustrating because I'm like, I know that's either out of date or not what I'm looking for, and it'll oh, link no. me to my page. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's been there's been the times when I've had to think, what is it? What does this actually mean? Because I've just forgotten because you just forget stuff. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. That's what it means. And then, so it's yeah. it's a really useful resource that you're doing. Um, another. The fact that it's updated for 7.5 is, is amazing. I have to have a look through that later today. But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just like like the release notes, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So
1: Oh God. And yeah, great. that's that's the other thing about um the one for 7.5. I I really struggled with trying to I, I wanted it to be shorter, uh, and it ended up being longer. So I, I think it's nearly six thousand words at this point. I added a whole section about like well. manual AP control so yeah it's it's long winded uh that's why there's the table of contents and the links um you know control f is your friend, just search around.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish it wasn't so long, but yeah yeah, no, it's great it's awesome it's it's um it's good that someone's going really really in depth because for some reason, the people who make this stuff haven't done it for us so
1: <laughs> yeah, hey just click there's a guide for it. they have the tool tips you can get like you know a couple words about it so
0: yeah we need to, we need to have an explanation. Well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think everyone appreciates what you do, so it's, it's really good. I think that's all we've got for this month of UI Chat. As always, you can find this podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. For a full description of this show, visit the episode link in the show notes. And, of course, check out those chapters complete with images to make your listening experience much more enjoyable. We also have an ad-free premium version of this show available on Apple Podcasts that will help support this episode and future podcasts from the interface. Thank you for joining me, Evan, on this episode of the UI Chat. Where can people find you online if they want to find out more about what you make and do?
1: EvanMcCann.net
0: or uh, McCantech. Just search me and you'll find me. <laughs> Lovely. Links will be in the show notes and the description. Thank you for listening to this episode of UI Chat Podcast. If you like what we do, follow the show on all the podcast platforms and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a rating. This helps other people find this show. Thanks for listening and watching this podcast. And we'll see you again next time.
1: See you.